Hello, Stitchers. Welcome to Stitch Please, the official podcast of Black Women Stitch, the sewing group where Black Lives Matter. I'm your host, Lisa Woolfork. I'm a fourth generation sewing enthusiast with more than 20 years of sewing experience. I am looking forward to today's conversation. So sit back, relax, and get ready to get your stitch together. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Stitch Please podcast. And as I say every week, this is a very special episode because this episode, I have not just one amazing guest. I have two amazing guests and they're related and they are Michael and Ava Gardner, the co-authors of Daddy Dressed Me. This gorgeous, brand new 2023 published book. It is delightful. I urge everybody to go out and get their copies in plural. It's a beautiful gift of a book. It feels to me very much like a love letter to one's child, a love letter to oneself, and a love letter to sewing. So there's a lot about this that I absolutely love. And I am delighted and honored to welcome Michael and Ava to the program today. Thank you so much, you both, for being here. Thank you and welcome. Thank you for having us. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Y'all, we didn't even practice that. It just came out that way. Listen, when you stay ready, you don't have to get ready. Okay. And y'all, if you are not a Patreon supporter, why not? Because... This is something you are definitely going to want to see. These two beautiful people wearing gorgeous sweatshirts based on the gorgeous book that they wrote. And we're going to look at some images of some looks that Michael has created for Ava. And you would certainly want to see these. So check out the Patreon. There are three levels of giving and you can find out more about that later. But right now we're finding out all about this delightful book. Can you talk a bit about the story of Daddy Dressed Me? The story begins with Ava moving up from kindergarten to first grade. Ava, what do you remember about that time? Now, I know you do indeed have a book that you can use for reference if you don't remember. But can you talk a bit about um, what it meant to kind of write the story, to kind of go through that memory again? It was really fun, actually. It was really sentimental for me going back to my kindergarten days and move up day, going into first grade. But it was also really fun because that's where our journey kind of started. It was really amazing for me. And that is a memory that I'll never forget. I love that so much because what I felt like when I was reading, I felt like I was kind of having the memory too. And I think that that's one of the powers of literature. It's like you open a book. I think I've heard it described as you open a book and you fall in. Like you fall into the story. And so the idea that you can have this memory and to have your journey begin in such a special place just seems so, so special. Michael, can you talk a bit about the same, about what it meant to turn back to Ava's kindergarten years, which must seem like a thousand years ago, but also yesterday? It's very interesting because I had so many pictures of her from that time. And then to look at like how she's grown, how I've grown. I really enjoyed the process because that was very early on as she had to go through the process of building her confidence to speak in front of the school. I was building my confidence and actually learning to sew. I'm self-taught. So, you know, I was relying on some of the trials and errors that I had previously 
But I just wanted to deliver a beautiful dress for her. So she walked into the school confident to say the lines that she had to, to recite. So, yeah, we literally were like growing together. And that's been our pretty much our whole journey over these nine years growing together. I just think it's such a powerful truth that you were able to distill in just a few lines. I wonder, Ava, if you wouldn't mind reading a couple of pages from the book. I was really drawn to the page that has the illustration, the line art of the dress. Would you mind just starting there? Okay. I just love that page, if you wouldn't mind reading that page. Okay, I'll read it. Then he had another idea. Maybe I can make you a special dress to wear, too. Yes, Ava cheered, melting into his hug. When Ava wore one of Danny's creations, she felt invincible. Can you talk a bit about that line? What does it mean to feel invincible in one of Daddy's creations? To feel beautiful, but also happy that my dad is taking the time to make me something, to build up my confidence and my self-esteem. And it was also really fun to wear because I literally set the room off. Like when I walked in, no, seriously, when I walked in class, everyone was asking me, where can they buy the dress? And I was like, nowhere. My dad made it for me. I told him you could buy the fabric, but you can't buy the dress. So that was really fun and really cool for me because, yeah, I've never worn something like that. That's what I was thinking. And this question of being able to really step into your power and to step into a form of beauty. I think the phrase in the book is warrior princess when you chose the first design. Michael, how about you? How about going from a self-taught sewist to having to follow a pattern? I heard you had to re-sew the neckline three times. It said it in the book. I didn't hear it. No one else told me. You told me. Y'all told us that you had to re-sew the neckline three times because I can tell you for me, after that second time, it's like, wait a minute, we're going to have to do something else. Right. But you stuck it out. You waited. You got all the way to the third time's a charm. What was that like, that shifting gears in your learning? Usually for me, the first thing is like frustration because you're kind of in a groove, you're getting through it. But also realizing that the end goal is to make something that's, you know, wearable, comfortable for her. That's what allows me to kind of calm down and just refocus. Seam ripping, if anybody that sews, we all know it's just not fun. But sometimes it's a necessary part of the process. So it is. I would rather unpick it and redo it than to send her with a sloppy neckline. And she's kind of questioning herself because... She doesn't know if her dress is going to stay together, you know? So right. it's worth it in the end. It's not the most fun part of actually sewing. <laughs> Listen, I love sewing and I dislike unsewing aggressively. Unsewing, sometimes you just got to unsew it and right. start again. I wonder, Ava, if you wouldn't mind reading the centerpieces, the two pages here in the middle. I actually love the way that the illustrator pulled together positive stitch. Just all of this, those two pages are just so beautiful. The way that you've drawn together, you're learning the lines and then Michael, like, just sticking with it. But with each new word and stitch, positive stitch, kind stitch, amazing stitch, smart stitch. Ava's words flowed with more confidence and Daddy's sewing machine began to wear faster than ever before. I just love it. And I also love how you included the word confidence in the book when confident was one of the difficult words that you were dealing with as a kindergartner. And so I just love that process and the growth. And speaking of growth, I would love to have y'all talk me through this photo right here. 
This is an overview beginning in 2015. And I just love how, Ava, you get taller and taller and taller. <laughs> I just love that. I cannot wait for the 2025 ones when you're like looking down at daddy. Like, can you reach the shelf? Do you need me to help you? <laughs> Are you talk a bit about this process. What are we seeing here from 2015 to 2020? As a girl dad, one of the things that you kind of look forward to is taking your daughter on daddy-daughter dances. So when she was, I think three or four was the gray dress. We went to the very first one. So I had started out with the intention of making her a dress every year. I still have every dress she's worn. So I think we've been to, that's six. We've been to eight so far. Wow. Two over the pandemic, it got canceled. So we had to do our own thing for two years. And then last year, we were able to actually return to an in-person dance. But yeah, I just wanted to have that memory with her. And I figured keep everything because as she got old, you know, when she became a grown woman, I can literally hand over everything to say, look, like these are the experiences. These are the memories that we've had together. Every year was like a collaboration of what she wanted to wear. We would talk about that she wanted something long or something short or especially the red one. That one, she really was like, I want a big bow. I want to look like that's when Andy had just came out. Okay. And that was like one of her favorite movies. So she wanted a dress that looked like that. Yeah, it's been fun every year to kind of just be on that journey with her. And as you see, you can see her growing with each year, getting taller. This is literally one of the best days of the year for us. Ava, how about you? What do you notice? I think that as a parent, we see things, we remember things in a certain way. But as a kid, as someone who is growing through these experiences, what do you see? What does this six-year journey that we're looking at in this image, what does that unlock for you? Are there any special memories that stand out? And when you're like, oh, yes, I remember the red dress or, oh, in 2019, I love that long stripe. Any memories get unlocked for you looking at this image? The Annie dress. That was one of my favorites because like my dad said, that was my favorite movie. I used to sing all the songs and I used to act like I was Annie. I would put on something red and come out because one of my favorite scenes is when she was in this little party and she's saying now look at me in this opportunity that's one of my favorites oh. but the biggest thing that i see is a handsome dad and a beautiful young girl going out yes. and have the quality time together that's the biggest thing that i see I love that. I love that you can see that. And I love that that has been your experience. It really is such a powerful tribute to the two of you and to your relationship and to also like the possibilities of all relationships that are based in mutual respect and love and trust and guidance. I really do think that that is something that the book encapsulates so beautifully. So y'all, when you get your copies, plural, this is my copy right now. I want to actually get a copy that's signed. So I got to figure out how to either buy a book from you directly so I can get my signed copy. But listen, I am so excited for this because of the way that you combine the categories. I think that you describe these in the blog as fatherhood, fashion and fun. Like, so for me, when I travel, I'm always looking for my two favorite F's, which are food and fabric. And fabric. <laughs> so everywhere I go, it's a work trip. It's a family vacation. Everybody knows that I will need some time to myself 
because nobody else wants to go with me to do this, to look for some fabric. And so you have fatherhood, fashion and fun. Can we talk about what that means in your own relationships, like in your relationship with each other and your relationship to yourself and how you navigate fatherhood? What does it mean to bring those three things together? And I'd love to hear your thoughts as well, Ava. It feels like these are wonderful things that shape just your life experience. Can you talk a bit about these? When I started on this journey, I had to figure out how to be a father because I wasn't raised by my father. So the thing that made most sense to me was to fuse my creativity into my fatherhood experience because that just felt very natural to me. And then I just decided, okay, this might be a great experience to actually share as well. Becoming a father was literally the best thing that's ever happened to me. And I'm very intentional about how I am with Ava and the type of dad that I wanted to be as well. I wanted her to have a fun childhood. I wanted her to be okay with being around me and we could have fun without sewing, without modeling. It was just a fusion of kind of everything because I started doing this with her just by noticing her personality. You know, when I saw that, I'm like, she actually might enjoy modeling. And naturally, she just would pose and do certain things so... It all kind of just came together and made sense. The fun part is, is a lot of what we do that I don't share, that I don't record. I'm not big on like having to phone up every time we're doing things together. So, you know, we have that connection. We have that quality time. And she's not feeling like, well, we only do stuff when it's recorded. No, we have like a separate, some of our conversations that we have very like, you know, important to me as well that I don't share. Like there's a part of our relationship that I still protect and keep private as well. Absolutely. Absolutely. How about you? What does fatherhood, fashion and fun mean to you, Ava? Just modeling, having a good time and also having a supportive, balanced relationship other than the modeling and the going out. But just having conversations about feelings and processing things. And every time I feel some type of way or I feel something, I know I can always go to my dad. It's really such a blessing. I think, Michael, I've seen you describe it as transforming pain. Oh, God turned my pain into power. God turned my pain into power. It's beautiful. It's beautiful because what we see, at least for me, what I see when I'm looking at your IG page, when I'm looking at TikToks, when I'm looking at enjoying your very funny reels, I don't see pain and I don't even see power. I see the outcome of the transformation you're describing. And that outcome is pure bliss. It's joy. It's creativity. It's intentionality. It's funny. <laughs> it's all of these things. And I am so delighted that you chose to share your journey with us in this way. The back stitch is a reinforcing stitch sewn by hand or stitched by machine. The back stitch is a return with a purpose. On the Stitch Please podcast, our new Backstitch series will recall early and or favorite episodes of the podcast. And the best news, it's hosted by you. Yes, you. Thank you, you. Do you have a favorite Stitch Please podcast episode? Let us know by leaving a voice memo on our website. Five minutes max. Let us know what episodes you love and why other people will love it too. And if we use your message on the show, you will receive an honoraria. So remember, the backstitch makes us seem stronger. Leave us a message 
so that your contribution can make the Stitch Please podcast that much stronger. You can find the link at the blackwomenstitch.org website or just click on it in the show notes for this episode. This patchwork dress is one of my favorites, Ava. And I am very curious to hear your thoughts on this dress. It feels like it was a lot of work kind of went into it. Maybe, yes. Michael, I don't know. Yes. Uh, just a little bit. Okay, so Michael's saying that it was a teeny tiny minuscule bit of work. <laughs> Ava, what was it like to wear this dress? And then, Michael, I'd love to hear more about what's the story behind the making of this one? I feel confident bright and beautiful. And also her birthday dress. Right, it was. It was my 11th birthday dress. Oh my gosh. I knew he was making me a dress, but he kept it to himself (laughs) of what type of dress he was going to make. So one day I came downstairs and I'm like, what are you doing? He was like, I'm making your dress. And I'm like, you are? And I was shocked because all of those fabrics, almost every one of those fabrics have been a single piece that he's made me before. So you just combined them all together for my big one one birthday. And I loved it. What a beautiful way to do the one one birthday is that I'm going to take all of the things that I've made you ever since you were little and I'm going to take a piece from everyone. That is fantastic. Michael, talk about that process and what made you choose this patchwork piece to also be like a memory dress. As you know, when we often sew, you want to keep a lot of your scraps. So I've been holding on to scraps for years. (laughs) I don't know, it just hit me one day, like, I actually saw an inspiration pick on Pinterest that I'd had in my phone for maybe about a year. And I was like, this feels like the right time to actually do this. Because I kept staring at the scraps, and then obviously patchwork became a popular trend. It was a great experience simply because as I'm looking at the pieces, I could correlate it to what I've made her with those actual pieces. So now a bunch of memories are coming up. And like she said, when she saw it, she was just like blown away of like all the colors. And yeah, there was no real rhyme or reason to it other than cutting pieces, sewing them together. Like I was building it as I was going. And yeah, I loved how it turned out. She, you could tell she just felt great on her birthday. I think it is such a powerful dress. I think it is a powerful testament and strategy for making. And I think that I also am a keeper of scraps and the way that you've categorized them in such a way that you could go back and find, oh yeah, this is from the Annie dress, I think is so smart. Thank you so much for that description. Speaking of another kind of smart and amazing thing, we're looking at a wrestling cosplay, everybody. Talk about this costume, Ava, who this person is and why you want it to be her for Halloween. So this is actually my only woman influencer right now, Black woman influencer, Bianca Belair. She is the WWE Raw Women's Champion. And when I started watching wrestling, I didn't really see her. But then I saw her. She just caught the corner of my eye and I'm like, I love her. She is ESC, strongest, fastest, coolest, smartest. She is one of my favorite wrestlers. Being her for Halloween, I begged my dad to do it. (laughs) I actually begged him. And that outfit is similar to one of the outfits that she wore. It was that exact same type, but it was just cropped. I was like, I can't wear that to school. So my dad made right. it appropriate for school. <laughs> so that was really fun. And also I took a few pictures before I went to school. The ponytail, I had the glasses, I had the nails, I had the jewelry, the bracelet. 
I loved it. And it was really cool and really inspiring because Bianca Belair is just an incredible woman. And I really hope to meet her one day. And now I love her even more knowing that she is a soul. I did not know that. Most really cool. Yes. Yes. That's the reason that I fell in love with her. When I saw that, of course, all the costumes in the WWE are really interesting. They're all like shiny and they're very professional and they have to be functional too. You know, if you're going to pick up a person or jump off the top rope or do the splits and the, all the other stuff they do, you don't want to worry about your pants falling off. Right. So they have to be well made. And I saw that she sews her stuff. And when I saw that, I was like, oh my gosh, I so want to talk to her. Well, that's exciting because you're going to meet her and then you're going to tell her about the podcast <laughs> and about me and how cool I am. Then she'll come on the podcast and we'll all be friends. I'm very excited for that to happen. I wanted to talk about some of the more recent looks. I think this was one of the ones, I think the one that I have on the cover. I really love this one. And I think that there's a lot in it that I absolutely love. But I want to start actually with the shoes because I was so grateful they weren't Crocs. And I was like, wow, <laughs> Michael went all out to look great for this picture. Are these the green shoes that you painted? Are these the ones that you did custom, Michael? Yes, they are. They were completely all white before I actually painted. And that came about because I wanted a green pair to match her shoes from Zara. And I actually went to the store. They didn't have them. And I was so like frustrated because I drove all the way out to Jersey to try to go and buy them. Goodness. And I was just like, Michael, just paint them yourself. So I went, found a white pair, went and got the paint, and I love how they turned out. They matched with her shoes perfectly. Right. They do. They match absolutely perfectly. And the fact that you were able to custom do this is just one of the many examples of your wide-ranging talent. I just love that. You were like, you know what? I cannot find what I need. Therefore, I will make what I need. Now, this dress is self-drafted. So can you talk about this piece? And Ava, I would love to hear about the shoes, the heels. It's just amazing. Yeah, so a lot of the times with things that I make for her, I will either start with like a t-shirt that fits her or I'll start with something that I've already made that fits her. So I'm pretty sure with this one, I had started with a t-shirt and we'll literally just kind of build it as I go. The part that like Drake's skirt part was very interesting and challenging, <laughs> trying to figure that out. But yeah, it was actually really fun to make because I also had an ISPO pick too. But again, a lot of things, I'm often inspired by women's fashion, but I have to keep in mind, like I'm putting it on a child. So I always have yes. to make sure it's still appropriate for her. Yes. Yeah, making sure like it fits her properly, that like, she feels comfortable, that she can move in it. The fabric is glittery, so the glitter was everywhere. Oh, I know. It also had turned my sewing machine like brown. It was, Ooh. yeah, I wasn't prepared for that. <laughs> my arm was brown like, Everything that I use, my measuring tape, the dyes from it have turned everything like brown. Oddly. Wow. But wow. It was worth it because, you know, the dress came out the way that it did. <laughs> it looks fantastic. Ava, Thank what you. was this like to wear? Because it looks gorgeous. I feel like a teenager. <laughs> <laughs> With the ponytail and the little lift on the dress and the heels, the jewelry. I felt like a teenager. And a lot of my families said I looked like a teenager <laughs> due to my height and my maturity. But it was actually amazing to wear that. One, because I love sparkle. I love shiny things. Yes. And two, because it was fun to stay right next to my dad and be like, we're matching. Yes. And see the compliments of his outfit and my outfit together. 
I got a lot of glitter on him. <laughs> when we were taking pictures. And when I tell you, after we left that dance, I took that ponytail out. <laughs> it was so heavy. But oh it was worth it because it was beautiful. <laughs> but I took that thing off. And I do it no more. It's like, listen, I don't have to sleep in it now. This right. is an right. accessory. Now, Michael, your outfit, is that a self-drafted piece too? Tell us about the piece that you are wearing because, of course, it perfectly matches. It's really great. I really like how it complements so well what she has. Thank you. So the shirt is actually a pattern. It's a McCall's pattern. I'm not sure of the number because it's actually one of the old ones. Okay. And then the pants were self-drafted. This was actually the second year that I actually made something for myself because I would always go and buy a suit every year. Right. The year before this, during the pandemic, I was like, the second year we did it, just the two of us, I decided to actually like make a set. I think moving forward, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to continue actually making my own outfit for the dance, just like I make for her. I just think this is such a beautiful story. And you two are a beautiful story, a beautiful, Thank continuing, ongoing story. And I'm so glad and honored for you all to be here with us today. The slogan of the Stitch Please podcast is that we will help you get your stitch together. Michael and Ava, what advice would each of you give to our listeners to help them get their stitch together? Michael, how about you? My advice would be to just create what you want to create. There's a lot of noise sometimes when it comes to like social media and trying to keep up with other people. A lot of times I have to just block all that out and just focus on what it is that I want to do. And sometimes that means not filming myself when I create, not making sure this angle is right and I got the lighting to just actually have the freedom to just create. I don't have to share what I'm making at that particular moment. People who are laughing at me, they say, oh, you just pop out with looks. And I'm like, because that's just what feels comfortable sometimes. So don't let the noise kind of get you in a rut of sharing your creativity. Just do it in the best way that feels comfortable to you. I love it. Thank you so much. Ava, how about you? For all the kids out there, just find something that you're interested in. Whether that's singing, dancing, art, just find something that puts your mind at ease, that relieves you from anxiety or stress if you have some. Or just find something to be productive. Find something that you really love to do and keep going at it. Because my goal, my thing was dance and I'm in a whole dance season now. Because of me just dancing in my room, begging my parents to put me in dance. First it was gymnastics, now it's dance. And now I've come a long way. Actually, next Friday, I have a come see at West Philly High. Oh, my goodness. This is fantastic. Well, congratulations on the evolution of dance for you, Ava, and the evolution of your interests. You are just getting started. And wow, aren't you fortunate to have Michael be assigned to be your dad? The <laughs> universe assigned you two to each other. I know, Michael, that you thank God every day for her. And Ava, you are indeed a gift, not just to him, but to the world. And I'm so grateful and honored to meet you. And Michael, it is so wonderful. Wonderful to see you again. I am just so thrilled by this delightful outcome and looking forward to the next book. I didn't ask about the next book, so I'm going to leave you all off the hook for that. But I absolutely expect to talk to you both again about the next book. <laughs> yeah. When the next book comes out, please put me on your media list. Well, I want to yeah. be on it. <laughs> thank you all so much for being here today. This has been so wonderful. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having us. Thank you for having us. You've been listening to Stitch, Please, the official podcast of Black Women Stitch, the sewing group where Black Lives Matter. 
We appreciate you joining us this week and every week for stories that center Black women, girls, and femmes in sewing. We invite you to join the Black Women's Stitch Patreon community with giving levels beginning at $5 a month. Your contributions help us bring the Stitch Please podcast to you every week. Thank you for listening. Thank you for your support. And come back next week and we'll help you get your stitch together. Stitch together.